Whenever I'm working with a law firm owner, one of my top priorities is simply to make sure that you are building the firm that you want and not trying to reconstruct someone else's firm as though it were yours. Hi, I'm Charlie Mann with Law Firm Alchemy, and this is one of the coffee sodes of They Don't Teach This in Law School. What I mean by a coffee sode is this is something that you can listen to, enjoy over your morning cup of coffee, a simple idea, a simple construct for you to improve your day, your life, your law firm uh, in 20 minutes or less for sure. Although I'll probably end up breaking that rule someday and going on for like 40 minutes. You just never know where it's going to go. But what I want to focus on today is just a really simple idea. And a, a lot of these earlier coffee sodes are going to have a lot of major, important core ideas to them that you'll hear repeated in the future because of their value. And this one is a central thesis to the coaching work that I do. And it's simply that you have to make sure that you are building your law firm. And this sounds like a big old slap on the forehead. Duh. Well, of course, Charlie, I am building my law firm. After all, I'm the one who owns it. My challenge to that is, are you building a law firm endemic to how you want to operate that you would love to own and run five, 10 years down the line? Or are you trying to reconstruct another law firm owner's business model one for one because you think you would like to own their law firm? I see the latter happen far too frequently, where there is an attempt to duplicate structures of another law firm almost identically, if possible. And a couple of things end up happening here. Uh, one, you end up being able to punch a lot of holes in the business model because it doesn't fit right for you. And our brain's response to it not being a right fit is to essentially litigate the value of the idea. It sounds great when we first hear about it, but once we try to implement it, we go, oh, well, it's not going to work for this reason, that reason, yada, yada, yada. It's usually because you have just uh, engrossed yourselves in the learning of tactics as opposed to principles, uh, uh, the substructures, the uh, bigger reasons why some of these business models work or don't work in some cases. Also, you may be working off of someone else's data set that is from an entirely different state with different ethics rules, with different outcomes, with different pricing uh, elasticity for different markets. I'm just saying you can't do a one-for-one one duplication here. The other problem is once we start glomming on to, I just want to learn about someone else's law firm and try and duplicate that one-for-one for, one for me, uh, we go from person to person latching on to maybe a personality that we like or just someone's law firm that seems, for lack of a better phrase, really cool Maybe there's a lot of money being made. Maybe it would be a lot of fun to appear on TV like that person. And we just chase after that. But you should not be chasing after someone else's dream. You have to chase after your own dream. This does not set aside at all the value of having a great number of models and mentors to observe and learn from. You should absolutely be learning from other law firm owners. There is no substitute for having people within the industry for you to communicate with, collaborate with, mastermind with. That is amazing. 
However, be careful when you get into the weeds and you find yourself trying to just recreate what someone else has done. What you should look for whenever you are learning from another law firm owner is what we might call the meta lesson. So let's say you're learning about an incentives package from another owner. And I know that incentives are really, really tricky, and you should be searching out as many models as humanly possible. Just remember that their model was built on steps and stages that they went through in their growth that allowed for development of that model. It doesn't make it the right one. It makes it theirs, and it holds natural value for them. You may have a different expectation of, say, your attorney's than that person does. Let's say their attorneys are expected to sign new clients and generate new business from the community. It's a heavy referral-based law firm, and they send people out to networking events, et cetera. And because of that, they essentially are shifting their marketing dollars over into the incentive package for the attorneys instead of spending it on more external advertising. And you would look at that incentive package and go, oh, that's way too expensive for me. And I can't afford that. So now you're stuck. You're stuck at thinking, I can't do that incentive package, but it's such a genius idea. I'm now frustrated with my own law firm. What is wrong with my law firm? There's nothing wrong with your, well, I mean, I guess there might be things wrong with your law firm. What's wrong is that that incentive package isn't a great fit for you. Instead, we look at the meta lesson. We need an incentive package. This person is balancing their marketing dollars into the incentive package in order to generate new business. We have a lead generation system that takes care of itself. The main priority that we're trying to solve for is moving cases faster in your firm. Let's say that's the issue. You want to move cases faster. Okay, well, if that person is incentivizing to handle the marketing thing, we need to incentivize to move cases faster faster. So we could go back in and figure out how long does the average case take to resolve in our firm and then give a bonus based on people coming in underneath that average consistently quarter after quarter on the cases, files, et cetera, that they work on. This is, uh, you know, in estate planning, I could absolutely imagine this being easily applied in terms of generation of the product. Uh, and by the way, that incentive structure doesn't even have to be limited to attorneys. It could bleed down into the paralegals and legal assistants. So that way you're continually producing a faster turnover of product, aka service, aka legal work in your law firm. So you see how we can take a good idea. And instead of just trying to apply the exact same percentages, exact same metrics to this, we go, what's important to my firm? What are we trying to solve? Because your marketing department was set up different than this other law firm owner's marketing department. This is also why it does help. And yeah, I'm advocating for the idea of coaches here, knowing full well that I'm a coach. It absolutely helps to have a coach who is looking at the meta lessons, who is continually absorbing the structures and substructures surrounding these decisions and helping you apply them by understanding your firm holistically. That's the other thing that happens a lot of times when you're just trying to recreate someone else's law firm is obviously... That person isn't looking at your uh, your personal needs, right? They are not going over, okay, what's going on in your law firm? They're not zooming out to look at the whole picture to understand what's happening in your practice, in your business, in your life, and piecing it together according to how you want it to work. That's not their responsibility, right? They're running their law firm. Maybe they're selling a package like, hey, come and I'm going to tell you all about my law firm. And that's great. Go and do that. So that way you can come out of it 
with some brand new lessons, some brand new ideas, inspiration, which is super important, adopting their mindsets, which is always really valuable. But then you need to take what you've learned and figure out how it works for your firm. Uh, Same thing with marketing strategies. Marketing strategies vary a lot by market. And what someone may do simply for English speakers versus Spanish speakers could be dynamically different. And if you tried to copy one set of those strategies into the other market, you would probably be devastated on the return on investment that you receive from those marketing maneuvers or return advertising spend, depending on the acronym that you want to use. I'm not here to litigate acronyms. I'm just here to enjoy a cup of coffee and talk with you about building your firm. The most important step you need to take here is understanding what you really want. What type of firm do you want to run? I'm not just talking about your practice area. I'm talking about simple steps like right now in my where I'm at in my life, am I building a lifestyle business? Am I building an empire? Am I building something in between? Uh, What is available in my existing market? Like, what is the market cap? I've had that discussion with several clients recently. The market cap is always bigger than most perceive, but there still are potential market caps in your area, depending on the practice area. So what are you really trying to build? And I would even say, what do you want your day and your week to feel like? This has been a um, kind of a critical thing for one of my coaching clients We've been going back and forth about his vision and revenue growth is certainly part of it, but he's having a hard time expressing what that revenue growth really means to him. And recently he sent me a text message that was talking about how, what he really wants. He said, if I'm being 100% honest, what I really want is to leave the office every day at 5 PM to have energy for my family to Uh, be able to join a country club and every Friday go play at that country club with a referral source and take my family there on weekends. And he's expressing this lifestyle that he wants to live. The challenge is he wants that lifestyle, but he, he, he struggles with, okay, well then how much more money do I need to make from the firm? And if I need to make that much more money, what does that represent in terms of profit? Because that means I need to grow the firm by this much more, which still scares me. And we get into this circular place where we start to really worry about, am I asking too much? This is fascinating. The, am I asking too much? Even though when we're looking at a lot of law firm owners that we want to model, they have bigger firms than us. Although I have seen a lot of times people with firms that are over a million dollars look on green with envy at people who have six-figure firms where they can kind of come and go, right? The empire people are sometimes jealous of the lifestyle people. The lifestyle people are jealous of the empire people. This is really why you have to figure out what works best for you. I have no interest in judging someone's journey. That always drives me crazy when I hear people talk about, you know, oh, no, you're not worth anything unless you're chasing this particular thing. Oh, you're not, you're not worth anything unless you're spending endless hours with your family, I mean, look, I love spending time with my family, but also I know the importance of building a business at the same time. We work to, I hate using the word balance those things because I actually really believe in the concept that uh, balance in life 
is a faulty premise. It is far more compelling to go through life being deeply focused on whatever you are focused on at the time, not to the detriment, the outright detriment of other areas, but when you are deep in the passionate work of constructing something, you may be deep in that for eight hours, completely ignoring the rest of the world, and then you shift back to maybe being with the family for family time. A whole other tangent, I will inevitably do another episode about that. Let's get back to the topic at hand, building your law firm for you. You you have to decide what life looks like, like that text message from my coaching client. And I will tell you, it was a very short, simple statement that he made. You know, it's just a couple of sentences, but it feels like a huge breakthrough because he's finally saying what he really, really wants. It's not just about the money. The money will facilitate that journey. And then once we know the money, great. Now we can go and look at various business models to learn from, to adopt and adapt and construct the perfect practice for him. One where he does go home at 5 p.m. One where he is able to join the country club and go play golf every Friday. Uh, One where he is not intimately involved in every single part of the legal work, where there are other people handling all of that. I will say one common thread in all of this is in general, unless you are totally committed to the idea of I want to be a lawyer. I am building my law firm so that way I can go to trial, for example, or I'm building my law firm uh, so that way I can handle depositions. I don't know why in the world. That's like what everyone wants to get out of, but maybe that's what you're really passionate about. But for the most part, when I'm working with people, it's got to be how am I building this business so that way I can be an owner rather than be owned by the practice. It's a major dynamic shift. Who owns who? Do you own the practice or does the practice own you? I will tell you, in times where I see people focus so much on recreation of someone else's firm, the practice tends to own them, which makes sense because they have abdicated the the responsibility of building for themselves and instead oftentimes jealously spend a lot of time looking at other people's firms and saying, if I just had his firm or her firm, I'd have it made in the shade. The only way to have it made in the shade is to make your own shade. It's a terrible analogy, but it's the one that's at hand here. It's to make your own shade, make your own lounge chair. Yeah, you might look around and go, okay, that's some interesting stuff over there. I see how this functions. I can adopt and adapt this. By the way, you hear me using that phrase a couple of times, adopt and adapt, adopt and adapt. And then I'm going to have my own shade. I'm going to have my own place. And by the way, I'm going to recognize what I built. I'm going to love what I built. I'm going to be capable of teaching these systems, of building more systems on top of them, on understanding how my practice really works, because I did study models. I did have mentors, but I didn't try and just rebuild someone else's firm as my own, because I am on the path of building my own firm. I even think about this with my own business, Law Firm Alchemy. There are certainly people who I have modeled from whom I receive mentoring, but that is different from what I receive in terms of coaching to make sure that I am building my business and not someone else's. At the end of the day, if you just keep trying to reconstruct someone else's firm as your own, 
you will always be able to poke holes in it. You will always be able to say why it isn't working because you're you're looking as an outsider at someone else's firm that you've adopted as yours uh, figuratively. And you're saying, ah, this is why this doesn't work. And so, of course, it's not going to work in my firm because my firm is different. Well, if your firm's different, then we need to figure out how it still becomes a great business. Because your firm is capable of that. That is the absolute baseline here. Your firm is capable of being an exceptional business as long as we treat it as its own business. The great companies of the world don't one for one duplicate each other. They learn from each other. They study each other. They model some of the things that each other do. There are commonalities. There are sales floors. There are appointment setters. There are account managers. Right? There are... There are commonalities, there are coders, but the ratio of which they have them is different. The way they offer what they do is different. The way that new leads are processed, the way that sales are made, they're different. They may come from common principles, but they are different and they fit according to the culture and the goals of that business. And that's what you're in the business of, figuring out your culture, your goals, your ideal life and law firm and constructing that. And when you know that you're doing that, life is so, so gratifying. Every day of building the firm, of working on it instead of in it becomes so gratifying because you're excited about where you're going and not just content with where you are. If this sort of thing excites you and you want to regularly receive more ideas, inspiration, strategies, tactics, go over to lawfirmalchemy.com. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you grab one of our free offers or sign up for the email list to receive regular insight, ideas, and innovations for your law firm. I'm always excited to share uh, interesting behind the scenes stories, new ideas, and I, uh, concepts that I'm pulling out of the rest of the world to bring into the legal profession. So head on over to lawfirmalchemy.com if you haven't already done so to make sure you are on the list. And I will see you in the next episode of They Don't Teach This in Law School.